This episode of the In The Hole Golf Podcast is sponsored by 30secondgolflessons.com. What is 30secondgolflessons.com? It's access to your own online golf coach. A coach who is a certified PGA professional who creates custom practice routines around your busy schedule. Additionally, access to unlimited video golf lessons all based on your swing and your game. You heard that right. Unlimited video golf lessons. Take your golf game to where it should be and beyond. Only at 30secondgolflessons.com. Welcome to the In The Hole Golf Podcast, sponsored by 30secondgolflessons.com, with your host, PGA Director of Instruction, Jeff Zerowitz. Warm and pleasant greetings to you. I am Jeff Zerowitz, and this is our Masters Hangover Podcast. Last week, Patrick Reed was victorious at Augusta National. Brilliant playing by he, so we will recap how he won his first green jacket. We are also going to take a look at who else won and who else quote-unquote lost. This is an instructional golf podcast that happens to be sponsored by a instructional golf website, 30secondgolflessons.com. So we will be playing a 30-second golf lesson. Later on, we'll break it down in greater detail. In addition, we are going to discuss indoor practice, what you should focus on while practicing in the house or at the gym to better prepare you for the 2018 golf season. That is, of course, if this Midwestern winter ever ends. But first... A good craftsman never blames their tools, but what if those tools are wrong for the job? That's why I chose Club Champion to build my tools. Club Champion is the country's number one premium club fitter, builder, and retailer of the best brands in golf and is conveniently located all across the country. They offer golf club fittings for drivers, irons, wedges, putters, and more. My buddy George Smith, the PGA Master Club Fitter at Club Champion in Minneapolis, Minnesota, took great care of me when I needed new tools for my job. Being a certified PGA professional, I know how important it is to have the correct set of clubs in your hands. If you are trying to win your club championship, or when you're trying to beat your pals on a Saturday, trust Club Champion. They fit me for my new set of Ping G400 irons and my new Fujikura driver shaft. To find out how you can get fitted for your new custom set of tools, email me, Jeff, at 30secondgolflessons.com. Anywhere in the country, club champion. Better fit, lower scores.
there to get us through this Masters hangover the week after the Masters. Bittersweet. The unofficial start of golf in the Midwest. Although some spots in the Midwest are still dealing, still dealing with some winter issues. I know here in North Iowa, I believe we have received, oh, quite a fair bit of snow every single weekend. And uh, hopefully soon uh, we'll get some golf in here. But uh, this Masters Hangover show podcast recap we're going to look at Patrick Reed, what he did, what he did so well, how he was victorious. We're going to look at some winners and losers of this past 2018 Masters, and then that'll lead us into our intro, um, our, our instruction phase. But let's talk about Patrick Reed and how he overcame numerous hurdles to take home his first green jacket. And I think the word to best describe Captain America is relentless. What a relentless display of shot making, of putting, of heart, of courage. The guy never gave up. He was tied on the back nine. I believe he was on 12 while uh, Spieth cans a 15 or 20 footer on 16. That might have been the highlight of my Masters viewing experience. I think we all go into the Masters. We all have our favorites, but we're really rooting for one thing, and that's drama on Sunday. When... A lot of times people say that the Masters doesn't officially start until Sunday, back nine. And that's where the drama really crescendoed, I felt. And maybe the half hour after that is when Spieth made that birdie on 16 to tie. Uh, he was on pace to shoot a course record 62 at that point. He shot a five under, uh, very clean, uh, bogey-free front nine thirty-one, and uh, he was following that up quite nicely until he kind of ran out of gas on seventeen and eighteen. And I think it's just so difficult. I mean, to shoot a sixty-two in in the major is one thing, but to come from nine shots back, I believe, is where he was at to tie it up. Uh, against Reed, but Reed once again was relentless uh, in not giving up this tournament. What did he do on Saturday? Well, he eagled 13 and 15, and I believe he had three birdies in a row uh, going into that back nine, um, eight, nine, and and ten, I believe. And this was uh, once again. This was on Saturday. On Friday. Speaking of three birdies in a row, he had three birdies in a row three separate times on Friday. Quite remarkable. And yeah, so I'm just going back to look at Saturday's round. He did birdie 8, 9, and 10. 
and then he eagled 13 and eagled 15. Uh, his statistics were sound. Top 15 in driving accuracy. Top 15 in greens and regulation. I believe I saw a stat where it said he was number one in proximity to the hole in greens and regulation. So he had the shortest birdie putts of anyone uh, in the tournament. He also led the tournament with 22 birdies. He was a birdie machine. So he birdied roughly... Uh, I'm not so good at math. That's why I'm a golf pro. I believe he birdied 25% of the holes. If you look at his scorecards on masters.com, they show all four scorecards. And there's just circles everywhere. What what shooting. So he is, of course, our number one winner of the week. But we have a few quote-unquote winners. Jordan Spieth. What a Sunday. What a Sunday. He started on Sunday. He was six under going into Sunday, while Patrick Reed was 13 under. So he would have set a record for the greatest comeback in a major, probably in any tour or uh, any tournament, uh, biggest comeback in history. Uh, then he went, Jordan Spieth uh, caught a little uh, a heater there, shot a 31 on the front, and then as I mentioned before, he birdied 16. That was um, my viewing party. We erupted when he made that birdie there. Classic Spieth fashion, uh, similar to what he did at Chambers Bay when he birdied, uh, I believe it was um, 16, huge uh, snaking 30-foot putt back then. Just a brilliant round, um, brilliant tournament by the kid. You know, he wasn't putting all that great going into that, but I believe I said in the preview show that you put him in Augusta and uh, he's a totally different player. It doesn't matter what he did in the week before. Another top five uh, finish uh, as a professional at the Masters by Speed. Pretty decent in four years, never finishing outside third. Ricky Fowler had a good week as well, winning week almost. He finished in second place. A very strong back nine for Ricky. Shot five under on the back, I want to say. He started the day at nine under. He finished at 14 under. And he did. He finished uh, with five, excuse me, four birdies on the back. He birdied eight and nine. And then he birdied 12, 13, 15, and 18 for a a real strong uh, two-day uh, weekend of a 65 and a 67. And if you go back to the Shell Houston Open, he actually did the opposite, where he had huge first round, but then he really fell off for a bunch of 70s. So really good for Ricky. He's going through some swing changes right now. And to shoot a 65 and a 67 with a, a four-under par back nine, that that's he's got to be feeling really good about his golf game uh leaving uh Magnolia Lane. Tiger Tiger's a little winner, huh? He actually played all 18 holes. He made or excuse me, all four rounds, 72 holes. He made the cut right there on a the number. He really battled. 
Um, what I saw different from Tiger this week, and I'll go into this here in a little bit, but it seemed like he was really playing his swing. Uh, the pace of play at Augusta is usually slower, and he was just making practice swing after practice swing, and it seemed like he was really playing the swing and not the golf course, uh, but to to be the longest driver in his group repeatedly, to walk and play all four rounds uh, at Augusta is quite the, the feat, and uh, he should be very... Very proud of himself, but also very happy to to do such a a monumental task. I mean, I would I would bet that anybody listening to this program, if you just walked Augusta National, didn't even play golf, you would be well worn out after one day. Now do that four or five or six times in a row. And that's what those guys are doing. And the last winner is, of course, Augusta National uh, and the course itself. I think I've never seen it so beautiful. I think the flowers, azaleas, they bloomed perfectly at the right time. It's nice to hear different reactions from the crowd. It's, and, you know, you listen to a baseball game and a football game, of course it's going to get rowdy. And that's what a lot of these golf tournaments are turning into. They're they're a lot rowdier than they used to be, especially when you get Tiger Woods into the mix. But when you have the actual quietness and respectfulness that happens at Augusta, uh, it's kind of a re refreshing thing. But I do like, um, you know, let's just have the whole crowd go nuts at all times. What's uh, How is that different than any other sport? But... I do believe there's additional tension when it's very quiet at uh, the golf course. Uh, adds that extra layer of suspense. So uh, with winners, there are losers. This is duality. Uh, Rory McIlroy, poor Rory. Just can't get that Sunday together at Augusta. What a good... You know, this was the rematch that we longed to see from the the Ryder Cup. And at the beginning of the tournament, or excuse me, the beginning of Sunday, Rory was really the closest. He was three shots behind uh, Reed when they teed off. The next nearest competitor was six shots. So really, at the beginning of this round, it was a two-man race. It was another match play between Captain America, Patrick Reed, and Rory McIlroy. And Rory just didn't have it. He, he, st he sputtered, he stuttered like I'm doing right now the entire Sunday. He played brilliantly, a super clean 65 on Saturday with a lot of confidence going into Sunday, and he just didn't have it. Lots of bogeys and just nothing of brilliance. And so, you know, Rory, one of the losers actually going into uh, or coming out of Augusta. Sergio, uh, poor Sergio. The last time he played the 13th hole, excuse me, the 15th hole, the last time he played the 15th hole at Augusta, 
was when he won on Sunday in 2017, he eagled it. He had a three. Par five, he had an eagle, three. Well, this time he decided to be 10 shots worse and hit five shots into the water, repeatedly hitting the same shot over and over again to the same result uh, and making a eight over par 13. Uh, that was on the first day on Thursday. And I think he had an earlier tee time, so his tournament was over really fast. Any chance of him repeating was quickly thrown out the window. It was kind of sad to watch, but it was like, eventually, make a make a change. Change clubs. Change your shot selection. And lastly, I, you know, Tiger's kind of a loser. Um, <laughs> the guy's got half a billion dollars and best golfer ever, and he's kind of a loser. Well, for this segment, he is... Um, he had opportunities, a lot of opportunities, but once again, he had that rust factor, but he hit 11 fairways, um, on Sunday, but he had four fairways on Saturday. So he very difficult to score when you're only hitting four fairways, but when you hit 11 fairways, um, he was just missing greens terribly. He had 93 yards or something on number one. He airmailed and pulled the shot and hit like a 120-yard shot there uh, for his second shot and just put himself in some very difficult positions. His chipping and putting, really solid. He burned so many edges uh, Thursday and Friday. He, he, he probably scored as worse as he could. He probably shot the highest score possible, uh, but he still... Fought back, but um, all in all, he did win this week. But you know, I just want to say that there was a lot of good and a lot of bad from Tiger. Let's get better at golf, shall we? For those who don't know me, I am a certified PGA professional. My name is Jeff Zerowitz, once again. What that certified means is that I have a specific focus in the PGA, and that is teaching and coaching. I'm a former college golf coach and currently the director of instruction at the Mason City Country Club in Mason City, Iowa. And my passion is really getting people to their golfing goals. That's why I came up with 30 Second Golf Lessons. You could check out our website at 30secondgolflessons.com. So today's 30-second golf lesson um, and breakdown has to do with something very basic but essential, uh, and that's a fundamental of putting. And then from there, we're going to elaborate on the lesson and get into some practice habits inside. So here's our 30-second golf lesson for today, and then we'll elaborate after that. This is a 30-second golf lesson with PGA Director of Instruction, Jeff Zerowitz. If you're having difficulty making short putts, keep your head down and listen for the ball to go in. Don't look, then you will always get better. Ah, uh, well hold, well hold there, sir. And, you know, real simple lesson there, but 
when we are dealing with golf and the backtrack a little bit, the entire essence of golf is putting the ball in the hole. And so when we have those three to five foot putts, there's an additional uh, weight to that shot. And we're putting too much pressure on ourselves there, first off. So really just focusing on fundamentals, especially with that length putt. Keeping the head down for one full second, keeping the head down while you hit that putt to listen for that shot to go in is probably one of the most important things that you could do in golf. One of the most important thought processes to have in golf is just to keep your head down on those short putts. Listen for them to go in. And when we're talking about these short putts, we're really thinking of a very small target. The smallest target that we are going to have out on the golf course is with these short putts. And when I have a 3, 5, 10 foot putt, my target is more than likely a blade of grass. Especially if I have a three footer up the hill for par, I'm focusing on something in the back of the hole, a discoloration of dirt, uh, a grass blade that's sticking up, something very small so I could aim small and miss small. If I have a larger target, I'm increasing the odds of missing that target. But if I have a super small target, I'm increasing my odds of hitting that target. And if I miss, I'm only going to miss a, a, a small amount rather than a large amount. And why I chose this 30-second golf lesson is it's something simple that you could do inside, yet it is very profound on your results at the golf course. And when we're talking about inside work with our golf game, putting is just a little bit to do with that inside work. Putting to a quarter, if we have a shag carpet that's only a club length away, is a great way to work on those fundamentals and that discipline of keeping our head down or working on our our the mechanics of our putting stroke, making sure we have that arc, keeping the face square. Those little things can be done inside when there's a foot of snow out on the ground and we could still be getting better at golf. We could still be getting to our golf goals inside even though we're not practicing our full swing. What are some other things, some other focuses that we could focus on inside? And gas, that's our real simple term for grip, aim, and stance. We could work on our grip, and we should probably work on our grip inside with no golf ball. We could get comfortable with our grip, so we're not thinking about it while we're on the golf course trying to score. Our aim Working with our lines, parallel lines on the ground. One line is the target line that goes from the ball to your target. And then the other line is our stance line. Our feet, hips, and shoulders should be parallel to our target line if we're trying to hit a somewhat straight shot. So we could work on this setup, this aim, 
our club face to our target, our body perpendicular to the club face, we could work on all that stuff while we are inside as opposed to working on this outside and then we're behind, we're a little bit behind everybody else. You know, so then when the weather breaks and we could go outside and we could finally start practicing or playing golf, we're ahead of the game. Jack Nicklaus used to start every season with pretending he didn't know anything about golf. Every offseason, he started new. Started with his grip, started with his aim, started with his stance. And he worked on his fundamentals from the ground up. So doing that stuff inside grip, aim, and stance is huge. And we're talking about stance, real simple. The knee bend is the last thing to happen. Far too many high handicappers I see bend their knees first, getting athletic first. In all actuality, we want straight legs, bend the hips, bend at the hips, pivot down at the hips, bend at the hips until the arms hang. Then when the arms hang, then you can get your knee bend in. And you'll notice how your golf posture looks much more appropriate. And when I say you'll see your golf posture, use a mirror. Use your sliding glass door to go out to your patio when it's dark out and use that as a large mirror. See what you're doing. So you could practice your ball position, your stance, using mirrors, visual aids to assist yourself in getting better faster. So working on your ball position inside, making sure that your driver position is on your left big toe or your left heel is somewhere forward. Working on your pre-shot routine. These are all great things to work on indoors. Short game or a little bit of chipping. Getting some wiffle ball, golf balls or some spongy golf balls from wherever your local golf shop. If you can't, if you have lower ceilings or what have you, or you're in the basement and you can't take full swings, working on our chip shots, chipping or pitching or flopping over the recliner, little stuff like that is good to work on while you're inside. Just kind of knocking some rust off, working on fundamentals, working on stance, working on ball position. And then once again with the mirror drills, are we, where is our head at in the takeaway? So you could see what you're doing with the mirror drill and, all right, is my head going up and away from the golf ball? Well, I know I need to tilt and get my weight maybe a little bit more in the left in the takeaway or turn my hips more in the takeaway as opposed to lifting up and out of it. So the mirror is going to allow you to see what you're doing and equating what is real with your feel. It may feel comfortable, but it looks wrong. So you might have to fight that those comfort issues for a couple weeks using the mirror in the off season to break some old habits to get you to your golfing goals faster. I love working with the mirror. I bring a mirror out to my lessons, even though I'm using video, I want the student to see what they're doing so they know that that crazy feel, that new feeling that they're experiencing 
that's actually proper. Even though it feels so weird at the time, we're breaking old habits. So think about these individuals that maybe have been playing golf for 30 years without getting a lesson, and then they come to me for a lesson, and then the, in the first five minutes, like that new feeling feels weird. Well, of course, you've been doing something for 30 years one way. Of course, this is going to feel different. But if you can embrace that awkward feeling for a couple weeks, next thing you know, that awkward feeling won't be so awkward. Use your mirrors when you're practicing, especially inside. A chair drill. I think a chair drill inside, putting a chair on your left hip and then turning your body and keeping that, that point on the chair. So it would be your left hip on the chair if you're a right-handed golfer. And then when you turn your body, your left back pocket should be on the chair. So you're pivoting on that spot. You're turning your hips. You're turning your body. You could put the chair on the right side of your body, making sure you're not swaying or sliding off the golf ball. But in fact, you're being rotational. Rotational goes into what we talked about last week with club head speed. So if you're trying to get club head speed, rotation is another key factor in that. And then lastly, with our indoor practice habits, fitness, getting into shape, getting stretched out, gaining flexibility, gaining endurance. All these things you could be doing in this this part of the season leading up to when our time may be spent playing golf as opposed to practicing golf. So if you're one of those individuals that may get 50 to 100 rounds of golf, you're probably not practicing. You may not be hitting the gym that much during the season. So if that is the case, get your fitness in now. I'm really big into rebounding. Uh, that's uh, working out with a mini trampoline. Uh, my core has gotten stronger with it. My endurance has gotten stronger with it. And just my overall health. If you Google rebounding, you'll notice uh, or research how many different benefits rebounding has. Planks. So many side lifts, deadlifts, squats. And you don't need weights to do this. There are so many different lunges and self-body squats that you could do that will get you um, into good golfing shape without hitting the gym. You could do all of this at home. All right. So just to recap with this instruction aspect, putting, keep your head down. But that translates into working on our fundamentals inside before that, before the season starts. You do that stuff, you'll AGB, which of course means you'll always get better. So that is going to wrap up our Masters Hangover podcast for today. It also included our 30-second golf lesson on short putts, and we chatted about indoor practice habits for the off-season. I thank you for listening, and I invite you to join this golf podcast weekly. 
This has been In the Hole, sponsored by 30secondgolflessons.com, with myself, your host, Jeff Zerowitz. And until next time, get in the hole! podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast